If you keep my commandments, I will send you another advocate. It seems as though Jesus is setting up the kingdom of God as a totalitarian regime. Keep my commandments. Do what I tell you, and I'll give you the Holy Spirit. Or perhaps we should look upon that as a reward. Do this, and I'll give you that. However, my mother used similar language, and I suspect she wasn't the only mother to have done that. Often on a Sunday evening, I'd hear, Bill, darling, if you love me, you'd get me some ice cream, and I'll let you have some. Now, it wasn't limited to ice cream either. If you love me, you'd take out the garbage, you'd rinse the dishes, you'd feed the dog. When I realized the game she was playing, both she and I could laugh at that. Jesus, however, wasn't playing a game. He really meant it when he said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I'll send you the Holy Spirit. It's what he meant by love that makes all the difference. Developmental psychologist Lawrence Kohlberg defined three broad stages of moral development in children. Each of the three stages had two steps, but we'll look at the big picture. In the earliest stage of moral development, we're motivated by a fear of punishment. That's an immature approach to doing good and bad, a fear of being punished. But as we grow and mature, we're motivated by reward and by conformity to social convention. That, too, is a narrow concept of right and wrong, seeking praise or a prize or just fitting in. For those who successfully move to the highest stage of moral development, the motivation becomes the good of others and an innate sense of justice. Now, my father was a saint. He had to put up with me. My dad was never very physical toward me, but in my youngest years, I knew that if I did something egregious, I'd get a little spanking. At a certain point in life, my dad no longer posed a physical threat to me, yet increasingly I feared hurting or offending him. I loved him so much and was so grateful for his love for me that I did not want to do anything that would hurt him. What hurt me more than any spanking was seeing the pain in his eyes if I did something that offended his values. He loved me. He wanted the best for me. And seeing the pain that wounded his love was by far the most painful punishment for me. That's the kind of love Jesus is talking about. And he is, of course, correct. If we love him in that way, we will keep his commandments and the Holy Spirit will be real to us. Let's put it another way. If we allow Jesus to love us so deeply that our hearts and lives are changed, we will want to choose nothing less than following him in all his ways, to love him in return. And that love will become palpable, 
the fruits of the Holy Spirit will show in our lives. Over the centuries, theologians have tried to describe the three persons of the divine trinity. But one thing every theological description shares is the love among those three persons of the trinity. The eternal father, the origin and perfection of love itself, was so filled with love that it overflowed and became another person. God from God. Light from light, true God from true God, love from love, the eternal word, the logos of God the Father. When the Son looked back on the Father, their intense love took on its own life, the Holy Spirit. Jesus, with the remembrance of that primordial moment, told us, if you love me with the same love, our love will become real the Holy Spirit will come to life between us. Thus, filled with the love of the Holy Spirit, you and I will want nothing less than to keep the commandments of Jesus. We would see how any sin, large or small, wounds the heart that has loved us so much. And this, you see, is the distinction between being a good Catholic and a holy Catholic. It parallels the stages of moral development. Oh my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended you because I dread the loss of heaven and the pains of hell is an immature love. Theologically, it's even called an imperfect act of contrition. It's an immature sense, the fear of punishment for my sins. But most of all, because they have offended you, my God, who art all good and deserving of all my love. That's perfect contrition. Sorrow for our sins because of love. Sorrow for our sins because true love squeezes out anything that is less than perfect love. I love my dad. Both my earthly dad and my heavenly father. I would never want to hurt them or offend them or go against the values that they've taught me. If you love me and keep my commandments, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, Jesus says, and I will send you another advocate. It's a pure love between persons that is so intense it becomes real. Lord, love me so deeply, so deeply, that my heart is transformed, my brokenness healed. Love me so deeply that I would never choose to do anything to offend you. And let that love become real.